Hi, everyone. Welcome back to our podcast. This is a 25-year look across the spectrum. I am Kelly Birmingham, and this podcast um, started with me talking about my now 28 years working in the field with children and adults with autism and developmental disabilities. And with me is always my partner in crime, Jen Lucero, uh, mother to Dylan and Ethan. Hey, Jen. Hey, Kelly. For first-time listeners, Jen has a son, Dylan. Actually, why don't you tell our listeners about yourself? Sure. Um, I have a 24-year-old son, Dylan, who is um, would be considered moderate to severe on the spectrum. I also have a 22-year-old son, um, Ethan, um, that just graduated from college. And um, I work for Special Olympics Southern California. I'm the director, um, do mainly all their fundraising and special events. And I also worked for Autism Speaks and um, have known and worked with Kelly in one aspect or another for over 20 years. Yep. Yep. So our, our podcast, we take topics related to autism and other things in the industry. This is not a fancy podcast where we talk about terminology or journal reviews. We're talking about the real stuff. So before we get started, um, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, SitePro. SitePro offers a wide range of engaging and professional continuing education courses developed by BCBAs for BCBAs. You can find them at their website at sitepro.com, including a whole CEU, CEU library of our podcast, me and Jen, that you can listen to and get free CEUs. So that's very cool. So today we are talking burnout, but we're not talking about BCBA burnout, which is a hot topic People all over are talking about BCBA burnout. We are talking about RBT behavior therapist burnout. And before I introduce our two guests, um, Jen and I, our last podcast we did, talked about parent-led ABA, where the new phase right now is parents are their own behavior <laughs> interventionists. Some companies are even paying the parents to do it. And they are doing that because there's a shortage of RBTs and behavior therapists. There's there's a nationwide shortage, right? So why is there a shortage? Well, Jen and I will always go on and say like, because we don't pay them enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's really exactly. friggin' hard work and mm -hmm. they don't get enough money and they don't get enough money because insurances and state rates don't pay enough. So if you go on Reddit, you can see uh, Reddit ABA, you can see um, post after post after post, people saying, this is hard. I am burnt out. Mm -hmm. I can't do this anymore. This is so, so hard and I can barely make a living. This is super freaking hard, right? So here's our conundrum. We have not enough RBTs or behavior therapists because one, we don't pay them enough and they're mm -hmm. all friggin' burnt out. <laughs> and then instead of like solving that, we're now paying parents to be their child's behavior interventionists and potentially ruining the quality of life for that family household. Right, Jen? Absolutely. All right. Yeah, that blows me away that that's even a thing. <laughs> so we have two, two people with us today that I personally have worked with that are two of the most phenomenal RBT behavior therapists, which is why I have them on this pad podcast. Salvador, who's been here before in our other podcast talking about behavioral perspective. Hi, Sal. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Jen. Hey, Hi, Why don't you tell everyone a little bit about how long you've been in the field? Like in two minutes, tell about your amazing self. Uh, I could shorten it in 30 seconds. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have been in the field 
for about seven years now, maybe wow. close to eight. Um, uh, my first case ever actually was a severe participant and they, they were amazing. I, I absolutely love them. They said, Hey, we think you'd be great on this case. And I stayed with them for a good amount of time while doing mm-hmm. other cases. So I, 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 I've worked with everyone from teaching someone how to touch their nose, that's starting off in motor schools or whatever, to like somebody that has a self-injurious behavior over 200, 300 times a day, actually mm-hmm. 400 at some point. Yeah. So I, yeah. I've, I've been all over the spectrum of the spectrum, in other <laughs> words. And I just love all of them, like every last person that I worked with and with. We'll uh, that's about, about that. what I do. <laughs> Seven years. Awesome. Is, I tried to Google actually the uh, how long people stay in the field. And I couldn't find exact data because I like data, but mm-hmm. it seemed to be like, if you're not in a progression up towards your BCBA, it seemed to be a very short time. Um, all right. And next we also have Stephanie. Hi, Stephanie. Tell everyone about yourself. How long have you been in the field? Hi, Kelly. Hi, Jen. Hi, Sal. Um, I've been in the field since 2018. So about six years now. Um, I worked with uh, young ones from two years old. And all the way up to about 33, um, uh, different kinds of behaviors, whether it be aggressiveness, um, self-interest behaviors, um, just them needing, you know, help with speaking and stuff like that. Um, It's had its rough days. It's had its good days, but I love it. I fell in love with the field and I continue to stay in the field. So, yes. That's amazing. Awesome. Grab your microphone up here. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. So let's talk burnout, right? So whenever I do these podcasts, I do it from things I've seen on social media. And while I was seeing um, on Reddit, how miserable and stressed so many in the responses for these RBTs, I was seeing other companies saying self-wellness for RBTs. And I thought this isn't matching. (laughs) Okay. Mm -hmm. So we're going to take this topic. I want both of you to talk about each of you and in you know a couple minutes how what has how have you stayed in this field for so long and i'm going to just if i may at currently neither of you are in a path towards your bcba correct That's not right. yet right so so you're a behavior therapist rbts how on earth have you stayed in this field for so long like what what motivation did pull did you pull from to continue this work it's not easy and I know you both are working with some of the severe of the severe. Um, I need to live. Other than that, <laughs> um, I mean, my, my heart is in it. My heart is in it. It's not just the paycheck. And trust me, there are days where I want to just go home and cry and not want to go back. But this is what I want to do. I want to help these individuals. Um, it's not always easy. You know, just like any other job we have. Um, responsibilities, even though sometimes we don't agree the way things are going, the flow, but you just have to be patient and just, you know, roll with it. Um, but it's not easy. Can I say it again? It's not easy. (laughs) And I would completely agree with you. It it really is not easy to be a BI and it's just, the field is very transient. It it, it just keeps going and going and they just, nobody wants. Nobody thinks of it as a place to stay in a way. And I've been a BI for like so long. And for me, it's where I could kind of do the most good. I'm going to school, you know, still. And BCBA probably is going to be the path I'm going. 
uh, I feel like I'm good at because you know, where I get to go, it's like making programs and stuff. But it, it, I would do it personally because of the whole just helping people. I every job I've been at, it was like I was a caregiver, I was in hospice. I've always wanted to help people. Once I found the ABA field, it's like, oh, I'm helping people talk, walk. Mm-hmm. I'm helping families, you know, uh, be able to like live a regular day at for, like regular for them where they don't get hit by somebody, you know, it's just like, mom, I want this. And them just crying because they've never had that. So it's, it's a beautiful field to be in because of that, you know, you know, we've done a podcast on this before Jen and I, and it's a lot about like when Jen was talking about the kind of people that worked well with her son. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting. You both said it's your heart. And so I think that, I think that companies need to start screening for people who like, this is their heart. But I don't know how to, I don't know how I would interview for that. Do you guys have any suggestions? Like how would, how would we interview to know if this is someone's path or heart? That's a tough one because honestly, people can put up a front. They Mm -hmm. really can. Mm -hmm. So they can be like, oh yeah, it's what I want to do. It's in my drive. I want to help people. They're there for two weeks and they're like, fuck this. I'm done. (laughs) You know? So I don't know. That's, that's, that'd be a tough interview question, right? (laughs) And I tell you, honestly, I've heard from an owner of a company that they were like, because I was talking to them, I was like, how do people stay? They don't pay them enough. It's not that. Mm -hmm. And then he literally told me kind of a good thing, though, because if they're not getting paid enough and if they're not like if if it's a hard job, then the people that don't care will leave. And I'm like, okay, but the people that also care might not be Mm -hmm. able to survive enough to stay. Mm -hmm. So, So that was that was his reasoning. I think my way of like thinking about it to keep people would be just uh, to screen sorry to screen is just have them be trained if they Mm -hmm. do well with the training have them do a practice session and see what the job is Mm -hmm. if this is what they want you'll see it because uh where I work personally it's uh they didn't used to see what the field is like and I work in severe at the moment so they would leave after a week or two but if you're in a regular session and you would see like okay well this is okay we're playing are we just playing it's like no playing is teaching we're, we're doing net you know natural environment teaching you know just make it natural but make it good if they can't do that sorry you're not for the field interesting perspective so you know all of the the you know prevent burnout they say work-life balance find a special mm-hmm. interest um find a hobby all those things like get in touch with friends and all that and that's all well and good you know it's all well and good but let's get real um and let's talk a little bit and it's like meditate and practice mindfulness and all that okay fine but let's talk about the real stuff you you and this is not about anyone particular just in your long experience in the field you've always been supervised by bcbas what can bcbas do specifically to help RBTs and behavior therapists with any potential burnout issues from your perspectives? Uh, I would say, at least from my perspective, there's a lot of BCBA could do, but there's also uh, kind of walls that are up for the BCBA. And I I think that's where I would like to start. Mm -hmm. A lot of the issues when it comes to the field is not the BCBA. It's the admin right on top of the BCBA, Mm -hmm. stressing Mm -hmm. them out, causing them to have burnout, which then leads to more pressure on the BCBA, more pressure on the PM, more pressure on the BI. Mm -hmm. And I see it all the time. And the transient thing was said by Caitlin, somebody that works at the company. I just had to remember that. Um, 
But it, the thing a BCBA could do, at least for me, for me specifically, it would be acknowledging the stress, acknowledging how hard it is, you know, sometimes. Uh, and also we have a problem in the, not a problem, but we have a thing in the field where I, I keep saying touch nose because it's so ingrained, but do you will be doing touch nose for three months <laughs> every single day. And it's going to take a while. So there's this like long-term way of programming and it's, you, you almost need filler programming, I would say. Interesting. Uh, but uh, I said interesting. No. Yeah. And, and if you don't get checked in on a lot of the time, you're one-to-one. And mm -hmm. you're just there by yourself and you're doing the same thing every day. And it feels a little like madness sometimes. So I would say for a BCBA, just acknowledgement, it would be recognition and bring the BI into the conversation. I am writing, I'm helping writing programs at, like where I'm at. I'm helping mm -hmm. running FAs, you know, functional assessments. And it's, it's a beautiful thing and it drives you and it makes you want to be a BI. Mm -hmm. Great. Um, in the past, uh, when I used to be in the general ABA mm -hmm. area of the company, um, that's where a lot of the burnout happened. Yes, the way more, less problematic behavior compared to the where I'm at now. Um, but I feel like I never got to see my BCBAs. They would just sh send an yep. email. Mm -hmm. um, they wouldn't be there and run BST with me, you know, like, Hey, show me how to do this. Show me this program. You know, there's only mm -hmm. so much you can do via email, via fuse or teams or whatnot, you know? Um, but where I'm at now, luckily, um, in this little area that we're in, um, I see a lot more of our BCBAs are, you know, our CSs, they're there for us more. Uh, we get to have with one of my, um, CSs, we have our little vent therapy sessions. Well, I'll just rant. Okay, I'm done. And he goes, all right, you feel better? I go, yeah. And then he'll give me feedback that way, you know? Um, and also because in this part of the um, field that I'm in with the um, severe behaviors, we get to do a two to one. So mm. luckily we have each other's back. Us two BTs, take turn. Your turn, you know, um, mm -hmm. tap in. So that kind of helps out too with some of the stress that comes with every daily session. Well, that makes sense. So from one thing that you were saying, Salvador, that for my company, that we do a thing, we call it the three R's. And one is, um, and I think they mainly think of it for our lead volunteers, but because we're really reliant on volunteers, but um, re recruitment, we always need to be getting more, right? So our volunteers, our staff aren't getting burned out. You have you have to have enough people. Um, retention, making sure they're happy so they want to stay. And you said recognition. And I think that's like from what I see and, you know, as being a parent with the, I can't even, Kelly, who knows how many BIs Dylan's had <laughs> in, in the 24 years. <laughs> But it's so important. And one thing that I always find weird as a parent is like, I, especially I've been very lucky with the BIs Dylan's had. And, um, you know, of course I want to recognize and, um, you know, pay respect. Um, a lot of the companies, they literally tell the BIs that they don't want them to talk to me. Yep. Like besides, you know, just doing the drills. Right. 
like don't talk about anything, don't have a relationship with the family and all that. And I just think it's so crazy, especially if someone's in your house or they're, you know, I also get behavior respite. So they are BIs, but they're watching him while I'm going out and doing things. And there's times Dylan wants to call me. Right. And of course, like it just makes sense. But um, I just think it's so important from what I'm hearing you guys say, um, because, you know, unless you have communication and open dialogue with your BIs, like, and uh, you know, you want, as a family member, you want to show, I, I would say, you know, I can't speak for everybody, but most people that I know with um, a child with autism, we're so grateful to, especially, I have to say the BIs for sure. No offense, Kelly, on the higher ups, sure. but when it comes mm -hmm. down to it, those are the ones that as a parent, you're, you're really relying on to like keep your sanity in the house, you know? <laughs> You know, a lot of that comes about from our ethics codes and inexperience. So mm -hmm. the ethics codes for RBTs actually say like that programming goes through the BCBA, right? Mm -hmm. Because the BCBA is supervising the team members to um, on the programs and that the, that communication should come from the trained person in programming and the RBT is the person implementing the program, mm -hmm. right? But come on, there's a lot we can do with all that, right? And so like a, a BCBA who is savvy enough can work with their behavior therapists on like how to communicate with families and what things to say. Because there's no question I've worked with in some situations where behavior therapists have communicated things ineffectively, right? Like I recall a situation where uh, not anywhere I am currently where a behavior therapist told a parent that their child eloped. And that parent thought that the child, it was a center base, thought the child left the center mm -hmm. and the child hadn't left the center. They said that he eloped a lot and the child had just been leaving the activity within the room. Right. And so, and that parent got really upset and said, my child's never eloped before. How can this happen? Mm -hmm. And it wasn't, that wasn't elopement. It was leaving the activity. And so that's a training issue, right? Like if I can train mm -hmm. my behavior therapist on the proper way to talk about it, talk to the families, but Let's talk about the parents for a second. And Jen, this is going to be hard for you because you're good. <laughs> but there's no question, having been in this field this long, all of us, is the other side of this stress mm -hmm. is the family's perspective. Mm -hmm. And some of the things we as, as interventionists have to face with families, right? You know, I've shown up at homes and I had a dad greet me with his underwear on all the time. Like there was no <laughs> question. I was young and he was making it clear he was interested in me. And, right. And I've had, you know, I've been propositioned by a bunch of dads and, and, and a mom. And, yeah, same. Right. And and <laughs> both dads and moms. Yeah. And, <laughs> right? and like you all, we've all had stuff. The thing that I see the most that comes up is one. And I'll, I'll do a side note, like I have a stepdaughter with special needs. It's super friggin' stressful, right? It's stressful and you never know what's happening and it's the highest stress parenting you can do. So we get that perspective. But on the RBT side, your behavior interventionist, I want you guys to talk about what are some things that parents can do to make this less stressful for you? And the number one thing that comes up in, in all the social media I see is cancellations and not getting the hours. 
the cancellations. I've never canceled. You never canceled. That's yeah. why I said this is hard for you. <laughs> I feel like they never cancel us either, huh, Sal? Yeah. They oh, yeah. only <laughs> need us. I, I have some cases that do. Oh. And you know what? Let me start talking about the parents then. Uh, yep. Jen, turn off your camera. All right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, all right. So let's talk about it. Let's be real. The yep. truth yep. is all of it comes from a good place, of course, just like Kelly said. Yep. But here's the truth behind it. We're coming into someone's home and we're trying to teach someone something that doesn't want to learn something usually. Mm -hmm. So it's there's hard. that. It's hard. It's hard. But yeah, parents cancel. Parents don't respect what we do. Parents, I've had parents be like, uh, well, I don't really need to talk to you. Kind of the opposite of what we were talking about <laughs> earlier. I don't need to talk to you. I need to talk to your BCBA. It's like, okay, that's fine. And then it's like, it gets worse because then it gets to, well, your BCBA said you shouldn't be doing that. I'm like, I just talked to them. There are upgrades to this or updates. So then there's that miscommunication sometimes. Mm -hmm. And also, I hate to say it, sometimes parents, I've had parents, just like Kelly said, actually, I've had parents smack my tuchus, you know, just mm -hmm. smack me right on the ass for the record. And that was one of my favorite parents, but I was like, okay, we need to have these boundaries. So it really is true. Boundaries are important in some sense. Um, but also it's, ah, I don't, I don't know for, we're talking about for burnout, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Like what are, what makes it you did, where you did, wouldn't want to do this job anymore? You know what? If a parent appreciates you, if a parent offers you water, which is the simplest thing, I think it's just that basic human kindness. Yep. Mm -hmm. And instead of like, cause I've had parents just be like, oh, hi, you're here. Okay, great. Yep. See ya. And they just leave. <laughs> and I've had parents want to leave the house and I'm like, no. You cannot do that. It's it's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nothing. Go ahead. Uh, your finger was in there. So I was like, sorry, yeah. sorry. Stephanie's about to get in. Yeah. She's like, <laughs> I'm done though. I'm done. Oh, um, yeah. I agree with you, Sal. The last part. I don't like being treated as a babysitter. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not 14. Part. I'm not gonna make your kid popcorn and then let them do whatever the hell they want. Mm -hmm. You know, um, a lot of that happened, um, what, mostly when I was with the younger ones, um, in my first, you know, beginning years here, um, in the field and it, I just hated it. You know what I mean? It, it was, it's like, no, I'm here to help you manage your child. Mm -hmm. I'm here to help you so you guys can get this and get us out of your house. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that's the main goal. You know what I mean? And no, just being treated as a babysitter that, that made it rough. And I was like, nah. It's not for me, no. <laughs> um, but um, as of now, I have parents who are very black and white with me, very open. <laughs> Stephanie, A, B, and C, what can we do? I'll be like, hey, cool, let me talk to my CS, let me talk to program manager, and we'll figure it out. Um, but, you know, I'm not your child babysitter. <laughs> I want that on a bumper sticker, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I hear that a lot. Jen, let's hear, like, I'm biased. You, I, I know you, you've always done this well, but um, I'm, you've worked with other families that yeah. haven't and mm -hmm. have a perspective that you can share from the parent side. Yeah. I mean, I, for me, I always looked at it like, you know, definitely in the beginning because I was you know, pretty shocked. Like, even though I knew he had autism for probably like a year and a half before he actually got diagnosed and I had to fight for, you know, the diagnosis, um, it's still like, it's devastating. And like, you know, 
he was young, I was young. I had, a, you know, I had a, a baby <laughs> at the same time, you know, trying to figure out what to do. And like, for me, I've always looked at it as, you know, I did, I needed help and like, I welcomed the help and I really wanted to do as much as I could and learn as much as I could, because I knew like, there's 24 hours in the day. You only get so many hours, no matter what the service is, unless I like learn and dig deep and like execute it myself. Like when, you know, I'm, when you guys leave, like it's just not going to happen. And one thing you just said, Stephanie, which is always the goal and actually has happened with us in a positive way. Obviously it took, you know, over a decade, but um, the goal is like, to get you guys out of the house, right? (laughs) Like um, to, you know, get him to the point where, you know, he can self-regulate, he can, um, you know, he does, he literally does now like his own, you know, like he'll, he'll either tell me like, when he's going to trip out, which he doesn't trip out anymore, but he self-regulates or he'll be like, set a timer. And I'm like, how many minutes? And like six minutes. And then he'll look at the timer or he'll like, you know, or we'll be in the car and he's like starting to stress out and trip. And and I can hear him. He's like, <laughs> like, you know, doing, I'm all you doing deep breaths. And he's like, yes. And I'm like, are you worried about something? And yes. And like, he's very scripted, but he can get out what's bothering him and I'm stuff. I'm so proud of him. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, this is a kid that, you know, he used to, woo, you know, kicking windshields and like, you know, (laughs) destruction of property, self-injury, like all this stuff. And, um, but yeah, I mean, I always just kudos again to, you know, BI, especially, you know, either whether Dylan has always had a a personal, um, you know, BI with him when he was in school, like his whole career. Um, he's in Easter Seals now with a job coach. I get behavior respite, but we don't do ABA anymore. We don't do any services anymore besides that. And really the respite is for me. So I don't lose my mind, but, and so I can still work or spend time with my other son, Ethan, but, um, yeah, I think it's so important, um, The one thing that I always find, which I wonder for burnout for you guys, because you guys are invested in your clients, right? Is I, the only struggle I have sometimes is his job coach right now and his uh, respite BIs are like super amazing and wonderful. But of course, like you guys have to have a break sometime, right? There's days that you have to take the off or you want to go on a mini vacation or whatever. And there's no backup staff at all. And a lot of times I'm not told until like literally the night of, and that messes me up for even work too. Right. And I was just wondering like your perspective on that, like because you're so invested, do you feel like this personal also pressure of like, if I am, if I am not with this person, I'm working, like you said, day to day to work on all this stuff. Like, and even if they do get back up, are you worried that like that person might not know enough, like to like follow through on what you're trying to achieve? Good question. Um, I'm not going to lie. I do feel guilty when I need a personal day. Mm-hmm. I feel guilty when I want to take a week off mm-hmm. just to have a staycation, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, 
because you it's in the back of my mind oh how is you know Johnny doing how mm-hmm. is Rebecca doing like are, are they you know using their you know their their breathing exercises mm-hmm. I taught them and stuff like that so I mean like I said it's in my heart I want to make sure they're okay you know but um, it is important for us to take those days too so we can give our all continue giving mm-hmm. our all to our participants you know because if, if we're burnt out and tired then they can fill it and then all health all hell can break loose yeah so but but I do feel guilty Jen I do yes. <laughs> oh god yeah oh yeah just ah uh, ah uh, especially feeling guilty is just kind of a part of it and it's instilled in us uh I'm gonna tell you the truth I've had PCBAs I've had PMs I've had from all levels just be like when you're not here we don't have anybody we have to cancel on them and it's like okay sounds like you should have people and there's no backup and I'm gonna say this again and I'm gonna keep there's a little paper I have here I write things on scheduling 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 Mm -hmm. it is the main problem in Mm -hmm. all of ABA is the scheduler that's why the parents finding out late that's why the BI is not able to take a vacation. Um, people leave because of the schedule. Mm-hmm. Let me say that right now. Yep. Uh, but with what you were saying, uh, do we feel bad? Absolutely. And then it's like, if we're not there a day, and then it goes into the weekend, by the time Monday comes along, we have to do even more work to get them to mm-hmm. where they were. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, they, like there's regression. There's, you know, other, other parts of it. Parents are mad at you, by the way, when you're gone. <laughs> yep. Also, yep. And if even if you get somebody to cover, here's the truth. You know the case. You know the case. The person that covers, if the if you don't have a good PM or a good BCBA, I'm gonna tell you what, that program does not have any structure. You don't actually know how it's running. Have you ever seen a program, Stephanie, where it's just like, oh yeah, this is a this is a manning program. So make sure they man. And there's not a lot of detail. There's oh totally. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, correct response, incorrect response. Mm-hmm. There's no proper outline. So then the person that's on is like, well, I don't really know how to run this. The parent sees this as like, this company's unprofessional. Everybody looks bad. Everybody feels bad. Mm-hmm. And then it also causes a clinging from the parent, mm-hmm. which is interesting because it's almost like the parent's like, well, my BI knows what they're talking about. If you try to get me any other BI, I'm going to be very mm-hmm. angry. Yeah. But yeah. I'm going to say, that's a bad thing. It, it, it technically is a bad thing because yeah. it's, you should be able to generalize the parent, obviously, but the, also in the way the company. Why isn't everybody that's on this case having that ability to run a basic program? Right. Like, a, you, I'm sure you don't, uh, Jay, you don't want to be a practice case, right? You don't want somebody to throw their BI with you and just be like, this is their first day. They've never been with anybody. Mm-hmm. Here's Dylan. You know, like just yeah. there. It, it's just one of those things. I don't... I think so. Uh, and wrapping this up, I there's been some beautiful salient things for people to think about. I don't know that we're solving things, but the honesty from the two of you is fantastic. And so what I'm hearing is from your BCBAs, um, you know, show up for your behavior therapist, program for your behavior therapist, cross train for your behavior therapist, um, tell the families in advance. People are going to take time off and then you can have this option or that option, scheduling it properly. And for the families, do not treat your therapists as babysitters. Show some decent kindness and respect for them. Have I got it? Absolutely. Perfect. Awesome. Wow. This was great, you guys. Thank you so much for joining our podcast and enlightening the field from your behavioral uh, two longtime people in the field on what we could all do to be better rather than just like work-life balance. 
<laughs> Thanks, you guys. Thank you. Thanks. Have a great day, everyone. Love. Bye.